Thank you for downloading the Walking On Air podcast. Before I begin, I would like to thank the three fantastic sponsors of this podcast. Where are you going on holiday this year? Will you be exploring the mysterious moorlands of Dartmoor or the lovely lakes of the Lake District? Perhaps you would like an adventure in Andalusia or an autumnal wine walk in Sicily or Spain. Do you want to return to the roots of Nordic walking and have a go at cross-country skiing in Norway? Or are you looking for a challenge walk somewhere further afield in Africa, India or Canada? You can find holidays to all these incredible destinations and many more at walkingwomen.com. Local women guides provide in-depth knowledge of each area and will encourage you to walk a little longer and walk a little higher. Use the discount code WOA23 to get a £50 discount off your next walking holiday. Walking women take care of the organisation so you can take care of yourself. The next sponsor is the go-to supplier of brilliant Nordic walking poles. Nordicwalk.store is the leading independent online retailer of quality Nordic walking poles in the UK. Always warm and friendly, I can vouch for the fact that you will get excellent customer service in their capable hands. Nordicwalk.store will deliver Lecky and XL poles the next day anywhere in the UK and if you need advice about which pole is right for you, then contact Paula, who is always happy to help answer your questions. And finally, have you ever considered turning an activity you love into your actual job? If you enjoy being outdoors, meeting new people and staying fit, why not train to become an instructor yourself? British Nordic Walking offers internationally recognised high-quality instructor courses and provides amazing ongoing support for its instructor network. If this sounds tempting, then you can book an instructor training course with a £25 discount if you visit www.britishnordicwalking.org.uk, click on the Train With Us tab and book using the discount code WALKING23. I trained with British Nordic Walking back in 2014 and it provided me with all the information I needed to start teaching and gave me the confidence to set up as an instructor on my own. As a British Nordic Walking instructor, you too will benefit from ongoing support from the community and CPD opportunities to enhance your own knowledge. Further details, discount codes and links to the sponsors' websites can be found in the show notes. Hello and welcome to the double award-winning Walking On Air podcast. I'm Mary Fulton, a British Nordic walking instructor. And this podcast is the show for the whole Nordic walking community, from beginner to instructor, wherever you are in the world. Each week, I will be discussing various topics with experts, covering a diverse range of topics about ways in which Nordic walking benefits health and well-being. Today, I'm talking to Peter Barrett about endurance Nordic walking. He is an avid outdoor enthusiast, having competed and participated in outdoor sports throughout his life. He has taken part in many marathons, half marathons, mountain marathons and endurance challenges and has trained and helped many other athletes to achieve their own PBs and goals. He has also organised many race and challenge events himself. 
Peter took up Nordic walking over 10 years ago, inspired by seeing people using walking poles in an efficient and effective manner. And he and his wife Susie are currently putting plans together for a Nordic walking challenge event in the Yorkshire Three Peaks. And he joins me today to tell us more about that. Hello, Peter Barrett, and welcome to Walking On Air. It's lovely to see you today. Hello, Mary. It's good to see you too. I'd like to start by asking you what exercise you were into before you discovered Nordic walking. Well, um, throughout my life, I've done lots and lots of different different activities, uh, mostly individual sports, um, with the exception of playing lacrosse, which was really my first venture at high level into a sort of team sport. So um, walking and mountaineering is one of my passions and I'm a qualified mountain leader. Orienteering, both on foot and on a mountain bike, um, taking part in mountain marathons, mountain biking, running, where, where I'm actually a qualified um, running coach. Silly sports like potholing. <laughs> the thing that takes up quite a lot of our time alongside Nordic walking at the moment is um, kayaking. So how did you go from that to get into Nordic walking? Well, it was interesting, actually, because I saw a group out walking locally to me when we lived in lived in Kent and they were using Nordic walking poles. And I've seen plenty of people walking with poles in the in the hills some people using poles in running races there, but no one actually using them effectively. And you think, well, actually, they're more of a hindrance. You're carrying this extra weight. And then I just was inspired by the fact that people were using Nordic walking poles, using them effectively. So I found a local group, joined that group and learned to walk and met my wife at that group so I haven't looked back. How fantastic so Nordic walking brought you a new hobby and a new love that's just wonderful (laughs) and apart from finding your wife what other benefits have you experienced from Nordic walking? I think it's one of those things that it gives you that good level of fitness it maintains that full body workout and you can cover ground much, much quicker. You're using that extended stride, sharing the load between all of the muscle groups. I find it quite inspiring when I'm out on a long long day in the hills and I know that I've got a long walk out of the hills back to my start point or finish point. And I will reserve the poles for that walk because it brings a new level of energy and inspiration into into your walking just allows you to get through to the end to the end of the day with a smile on your face brilliant so do you find it rewarding in any way absolutely yes it's one of those activities that i think you can do anywhere you can do it in the town you can do it in the country it doesn't require a lot of sort of setup time or preparation other than the poles. You don't have any additional equipment and it's engaging. It sort of encompasses the whole body, encompasses the 
the mind and I live a very busy and stressful life and Nordic walking takes me away from all of those other sort of stresses. If I just went out for a walk, within minutes my mind would wander off to all of those other daily troubles and activities. Nordic walking is engaging and takes you away from that. And I think the other thing that I find rewarding about it is if we're out with groups of people, you know, relative novice um, Nordic walkers, to see their faces when they realise that they've got effortless speed and they're catching up with other people that you see in the distance and they go, go past them. And there's that smile on their face because they've got that reward from being able to achieve that. I totally agree with everything that you've said. Now today we're here to discuss endurance events relating to Nordic walking and I just want you to define for the audience exactly what an endurance event is. Well when you posed that question to me I actually wasn't quite sure what an endurance event was. So I went and looked at our Mr. Google and Mr. Google said that it was a walking activity between five and ten miles at a spirited or good pace. Oh, I like Uh, the word spirited. That's great. If you asked me that question without me looking at that, I would say that it was something over five miles, but perhaps up to 200 miles with a challenge component to it. Um, An endurance event could also be one where there is particular terrain challenges, you know, hills, mountains, rough terrain, rivers to cross, a whole array of things. So an endurance event, I think, is something that is a challenge for the person that is doing it and we do it to the best of our ability to enjoy. Great answer. And can you describe the difference that polls make to competing in an endurance event or taking part, I should say, in an endurance event? I think it's one of those things that the polls in a Nordic walking event define the event, they create the style for that event. The one thing that I've seen is that the Nordic walking poles and Nordic walking style have actually enabled people to do things that they wouldn't ordinarily do. So um, my wife, for example, wasn't a, a runner. I was a reasonably accomplished runner when we met. So she started to do Um, running events but with her poles and ironically she was entered under the name Susie Sticks Capella (laughs) and um, got known in some of the event circles that that we did as the lady with the lady with the sticks and I've seen many other mountain racers enter races and use poles to bring their speed up and enable them to do something that they wouldn't ordinarily do. And can you share with us some of your own endurance event highlights? I'll just pick on two. One was the Carrymore Mountain Marathon, 
which is now known as the OM, the original mountain marathon, going back to 1998. Um, and that particular year was in the Howgill Fells. And it was absolutely atrocious weather. Gale force winds, just driving rain. The hills were saturated because it had been wet. And we got our best result in that event because everyone else gave up. The second one I'll pick up on is, is at the other end of the scale is I ran an event some years ago leading a group of sort of urban Nordic walkers that weren't particularly fit to start with to do the British coast to coast. So we took a group of people that were, if you like, Saturday morning um, group walkers to do an event and feel that sort of elation of achieving something for themselves. It wasn't about doing it quickly. It was about doing doing that challenge and the personal satisfaction. And how do you go about training for an endurance event? Is it only for the super fit or and how does Nordic walking itself help you train? Sorry, there are three questions there. Right, so in first answer, no, it's not for the super fit. I think it's about embracing the challenge that you're going to do and importantly setting a plan to get ready for that event. That plan needs to be realistic and scaled to the event that you're doing. So first, have a plan. I or um, someone's local instructor can help with defining what that plan is. And a plan is individual and personal because everyone will start at slightly different points and everyone will have slightly different um, achievement goals from that event. The second point is within that plan is to mix up activities. You should do some fast work, some hill work and things that wouldn't appear to be in line with the, with the challenge. So some very short, very fast activities. There is a term within running where it's called empty miles because people think, oh, I'm doing an endurance event. I just need to go and get the miles in. But what you can end up doing is just putting those miles in, but not actually building any more endurance into your body. So by mixing the activities, what it actually does is it breaks down the fibres in the muscles. Normally hurts for a day or two after that, but each time you break those fibres down, they take a couple of days to repair, but they grow back stronger each time. So you're building that strength and endurance as the preparation for the event. Finally, I think you need to build a nutrition, hydration and clothing strategy into that so that you plan for the event. Probably the most famous endurance event that people think of first when, when they, they hear the term endurance event is a marathon. And everybody I know who trains for marathons ends up 
uh, getting injured. How can Nordic walking help prevent injury when training for and during endurance events? I think, again, it goes back to having that plan which sets realistic goals into the, the training that the goals are allow you to build up the Nordic walking style ensures that you're spreading a load across the body so everyone that does a marathon is really actually relying on their legs so the heart and lung capacity and it's all about legs Nordic walking is all about the the whole body so you are spreading that load and reducing the risk of those those injuries. Do you have to adapt the Nordic walking technique at all for endurance events? I don't believe that you do. I think that the only changes that you make is in terrain or knowing what that event's going to be. So if that endurance event was a 20-mile walk along a canal towpath, then there probably is no adjustment. If it's an event that takes into account rocky terrain, steep uphills or steep downhills, it's about applying a level of training to know what is coming with that. And I tend to shorten my stride and increase my cadence on the uphills and lengthen my stride and reduce the cadence on the downhills. And you referred earlier to the elation that your coast-to-coast group felt when they'd completed their walk. What other feedback do you get from people after they have participated in an endurance event? Well, that was hard. The weather was awful. Everything hurts. Never again. Um, I guess, joking apart, there is that elation, there is that achievement. And then... The underlying message is, when's the next one and how do I enter? <laughs> so they're obviously getting quite a buzz from it. That they, they're A bit like childbirth, they want to do it all over again. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it hurts at the time and that's why we do it, I guess. You know, we set ourselves a, a challenge. And then you just get that buzz and say, yes, let's 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 do another one. Let's do make it a bit longer or achieve um, a better time or some other sort of sense of achievement from it. And I gather that you yourself are organising an endurance event in the Yorkshire Three Peaks later this year. How will it be structured and how can one enter? Yeah, we saw that there was a gap in the UK market for um, events and and activities that were focused on Nordic walking. We um, have the pleasure of living in in the Yorkshire Dales and have the three peaks on our doorstep and know the area very well, which puts us in a good place to organise an activity. We're planning a trial event in September of this year for which we have a number of Nordic walkers and Nordic walking instructors interested in that with a main event in May 2024, giving people plenty of time to 
train for it and plan for it. We're planning to make it a, a weekend event with the main event on the Saturday, a sort of conference-style meal in the evening on, on the Saturday, uh, maybe with some inspirational speakers and a chance to give feedback. Then um, additional walks and activities um, in the area on, a sun, on the Sunday. We're looking to have two distances in the event, a single peak 10-mile event and the complete three peaks themselves, which is 24 miles as a sort of nationally recognised route. So giving options for people at different fitness levels to be able to do something, but also making it a much more sort of rounded event with an element of sort of fun and social to it as well. Fantastic. It sounds really, really interesting and uh, something that I'm sure everybody will be wanting to sign up for. Can I ask you, is there one of the 10 steps that you find particularly beneficial? I sort of tend to think of the 10 steps as all merging into one as a sort of a beautiful flowing motion when sort of joined together. But the one that has a particular benefit to me at the moment is the planting of the pole and the drive from that, because that's good at um, engaging the lats. And I'm using that in my kayak racing. <laughs> so, so that's the one. My focus at the moment is to get that sort of drive and lateral lateral motion because we've just entered the um, kayak racing season so well good luck with that and finally can I ask you what is your top tip for walking on air just get outside and do it I think it's one of those things that you can have that euphoric feeling clearing the mind taking away the stress of life and it's something that everyone can do. It's within reach of, of everyone. It's not a particular sport that needs a lot of activity, equipment, investment. So just get out in the air. Peter Barrett, thank you very, very much for coming on Walking On Air today and sharing your top tips and your expertise about endurance events. Thank you very much, Mary. As Peter mentioned in this conversation, he and his wife Susie are planning a trial event for the weekend of the 16th and 17th of September 2023, with the main event taking place in May 2024, with a variety of distances to cover. For further information, please contact Peter and register your interest at peter at townendbarn.org.uk. I will put a link in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you have found it useful, then please rate and review this podcast on the platform that you listen on and consider recommending a friend to listen. Just one friend. It will help spread the word about Nordic walking and about this podcast. 
If you have found this podcast beneficial and would like to show your support, then I would be extremely grateful if you would consider occasionally making a small donation, just the price of a cup of coffee, by clicking on the Buy Me A Coffee link in the show notes. If you have any feedback, suggestions of topics you would like me to discuss, or a story that you want to share on this podcast, please get in touch by emailing hello at walkingonairpodcast.co.uk. You can also follow the show on social media. On Facebook, it is simply Walking On Air, and on Instagram, the handle is walking underscore on underscore air underscore podcast. Have a great week and happy Nordic walking. Finally, before I go, I would just like to thank this episode's sponsors, British Nordic Walking, NordicWalk.store and Walking Women. Their support enables our community to share knowledge and learn together.